This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. High Fivers, your boy High Five Tom. And uh, per the usual, uh, Will and I have been chatting up here for about 40 minutes. And then Will drops his bomb. He's got to be up at 6 a.m. So I figured, fuck, we should probably hit the record button. But after that, Will, how are you, my friend? No, I up at 6. I'm going to be, like, that being works. productive at work at 6 o'clock. Fuck that shit. Uh, it's going to be a long, long stretch. The, the big boss is going on vacation again next week, so... Be plenty of hours for the Schlocktopus. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not even Will. It's uh, yeah, the Schlocktopus. I'm sorry. It's uh, yeah, I'm still in a haze here. So, okay. So you have to be at work, like doing, like punched in and like doing things at six a.m. Yes, sir. Ugh. Ugh. Well, it's well, funny. I was. I am. At- you were at. Let's see. Let's hear it. You were at. Where I was going to say, at? yesterday I was at the stadium at 7 a.m., you know, lifting heavy tables, and it was fucking hell. I'm like, what am I doing up so early? And then today, yeah, I, like, I think I rolled out of bed like 9.30. It's supposed to be work at 9. Whoops. Cats are pissed off. Yeah. I still got all my work done, so I just had to work, in, you know, work an extra half an hour on the other end, so, you know. I'm, uh, I'm all right. All right's a good way to be, so. I... I hope uh, I hope at this point everyone has gone out and listened to our our guest spot, me, you, and Brendan on the apron bump. We talk about post nut scum as it is uh, quoted on the the post. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I had a mess. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Kyle's a good dude. I hope, so I was, like, I, like I said, my, like I said, my tweet, I hope Kyle does not regret bringing the three of us on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Since Brendan had used to say about the show that he was at at the old Rexplex, and me and you were there to talk about jerking off cows. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you're wondering what the fuck we're talking about, make sure you check out last week's episode. But yeah, no, huge thanks. Uh, thank you to Kyle. That was a lot of fun, and uh, don't only check out our episode. Um, he is basically—I mean, he's got a bunch of shit that he's going over. Uh, but one of the things he's going back and watching every single Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-view in order. And uh, spoiler alert for a show that happened 20 years ago. Ironically enough, this is the show where the Briscoes won their first title. 
um, which you know was actually just a pure coincidence. It's just how how things rocked out. But yeah, so I am uh, I'm get back. I listened to the first two, so Air of Honor begins, and then the second one. So yeah, Kyle's doing great shit. Uh, future guest on our show, we will have him on soon. Um, and we do have a couple of fun guests lined up coming up, and uh, and some other shit will. But uh, first, I think we've probably got some questions of dishonor here. Quite a few, actually. I mean, as as we do. But uh, I will go over the first one from our good friend and future guest. Uh, I know I say that every week, and then I, I we hit quit uh, quit recording. I forget DM Rob, uh, but we will get him on one way or another. Uh, but his uh, question of dishonor. Okay, Jenna, or okay, I'll call your bluff. What are your top five Roddy Strong promos? Um, well, Rob, I think you picked a great week to ask this question. Because uh, I don't know about you, Will. I think we may have seen the Roddy's five best uh, promos on this ring week of uh, Ring of Honor TV. I mean, it Roddy's- was a very Roddy-focused episode for the for the hundredth episode. Yeah. Um, obviously, Roderick Strong, not known for his promos. He's not bad, like I said, and we'll discuss it in uh, this week's TV episode. But, you know, uh, a couple of fun promos he had. I mean, obviously, his his big promos were during the, you know, his Michael breaking away from the House of Truth. Uh, well, actually, not really breaking away from the House of Truth, but kind of breaking away from Michael Elgin. Because uh, as we'll see, they were a tag team for a little while in the House of Truth. Um, so I can't think of any particular promos in particular, um, you know, but Roddy's, you know, he's an in-ring guy, you know, not known for his promos, but he held his own on TV. You talked about this week, but um, so Rob, I know Roddy is definitely your favorite uh, Ring of Honor wrestler of all time, but uh, Will, can you think of any other promos that weren't related to uh, to this TV episode? The only one that I can recall is there's one on the Ring of the Art episode TV where he is running down uh, Cedric Alexander for using the backbreaker. Ah, okay. But I really don't remember anything else besides like the respect the move set kind of thing. But we'll, we'll get to that in a couple of years. That's funny. You know, and then uh, anytime we can get, you know, anything about Cedric Alexander on this show. So, um, yeah, Rob, you definitely called our uh, our bluff on that one. Uh, a lot of fun, and make sure you do listen to all of his shows. I do need to get caught up, um, you know, on the Gator Golf and everything that Rob does, and those guys over there uh, at untanking the territory. So, but will I think we got more questions? Who's who's going to answer next? Uh, let's go to, uh, the person we are talking about in pre-production, uh, Mr. Eric Freed. Actually, we are talking about all three of them in pre-production. Um, but yeah, let's go to Freed's. Eric Freed's. Who, out of the prophecy, do we think likes all of the most? Now, if I'm remembering correctly. Wasn't it who likes the olives? Yes. I mean, it's possible. So are we questioning question or are we questioning who's in the prophecy? I'm just trying to make sure I have who I think is in the prophecy. Oh, wow. Um, 
interesting. So the members of Privacy were Christopher Daniels, Simply Luscious, Donovan Morgan. Uh, wait, Donovan Morgan? That's not the guy that sued Abdul the Butcher, is it? Xavier, uh-huh. Dan Moff, Mark uh, Mark Briscoe, Allison Danger, BJ Whitmer, and Samoa Joe is briefly in there. I was thinking the prof. I always think I always mix the prof- prophecy up with Age of the Fall because I was going to say Seth Ro- or Tyler Black or Jimmy Jacobs. Um, but I mean, the obvious answer here is obviously Mark Briscoe. I mean, Mark Briscoe is not only a national treasure, but he's got good taste. He definitely fucking loves olives. I mean, without having front teeth, you know, they're nice and chewy. Something easy for him to eat. But, I mean, Dan Moff, I mean, if you look at the guy, the guy doesn't look like he's passed up many meals. And I mean that in the best way possible because he's built like a brick fucking shithouse. See, I'm going I'm going Christopher Daniels. That man looks like he's got... <laughs> he looks like he goes for some high-end Mediterranean cuisine. Yeah. And I am on a Mark, Medi- Mark Briscoe is Mark Mark Briscoe the pork and beans kind of guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I mean, chicken I, tenders. But, yeah, I mean, after I do finish this high metabolism diet, I am pretty much going kind of pretty much strictly Mediterranean here for a while. So, anything to get down that uh, that blood sugar, you know what I'm saying? Plenty of olives, right? Yep, olives are very highly featured in that diet, and that's not the only reason I picked it, but yeah, I th- I think that's a good answer. I mean, Christopher Daniels, I mean, the guy's fucking 50 years old and still killing it, and dude wrestled for 30 fucking years. He appears to be a man of fine taste. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, and speaking of... Uh, he's, the the, he's the kind of guy who... Uh, will always go the extra mile and use the oven instead of using the microwave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's definitely a service industry slash, uh, you know, someone actually cooks their own food joke. That's well done, Will, so. Yeah, Daniel's so fucking underrated. Like I, said, I mean, speaking of the apron bump and, you know, his... uh review of the Air of Honor begins, but I mean, him early in Ring of Honor, but I don't know. That's all I got to say about that, Will. All right, so... All right. Moving on to longtime listener, one-time guest. former guest, yeah, SJ. One-third of uh, this 90s Nostalgia Hour. I was gonna, I was trying to figure out a clever way to segue. I was say you should check her out, you know, because she's doing all the weight loss work. Good, good, good for her. She's doing this, the '90s nostalgia podcast with Eric Freeds and David Bauer. They're four four episodes in. Yeah. So I got to catch them. They I'm, just did a uh, talk shows with the latest episode, I believe. God damn! Dude. I mean, you were old enough to remember Jerry Springer, right? His height. Oh yeah. Maury Jerry Springer. When I was Judge Judy. When I was bartending, I started bartending. It was September. Well, it was October nineteen ninety seven. So I just turned twenty, and uh, literally, I mean, at three o'clock, we turned off the jukebox and they threw on fucking Jerry Springer. You get all these fucking you know hardcore fucking 
bikers and you know iron workers and la da da and everyone all of us are just glued to the TV watching Jerry fucking Springer in the middle of the bar. Yes, and the bar is packed at three o'clock in the afternoon every day of the week in Wisconsin. So, trust well, where else are you gonna go? I mean, home. You know, the gym, the library. But hey, shit, who the fuck am I bitching? Well, I paid my bills for 20 years, so. Um, so yeah, anyway, but, SJ sorry. at Carnival of Chaos with K's. Uh, give her a follow. She asks, if we had an hour to sit and chat with an ROH wrestler alive or dead, who would it be and why? I, I, I got an answer for both. I can't think of any dead Or as far as... You're, you're, you're telling me that you wouldn't now just talk with Jay Briscoe? Oh, my God. You know, it, it's to, funny. To pick like, that brain? You know, it's funny you say that. Like, I mean, we talked about this. Um, or just play him, play him our memorial episode. <laughs> right? Um, God, did we talk about it on here? And I talked to it, I don't know, off air, but like... Jay's death still doesn't seem real to me. That's why I didn't even think of it. Um, you know, there's just so much you can remember him by, and he even you know is featured well, in this. It's, and it still feels like he's everywhere, right? Because I mean, people still like post about him, talk about him. They should just do clips. I mean, we review Ring of Honor. I mean, we're going to see Jay Briscoe a lot on a weekly basis, pretty much for however long this podcast goes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, till till <coughs> till at least you know twenty thirty one. You know, so Jay Briscoe would be my pick for uh, a past yeah. superstar. I mean, there's that's there's yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you have Jimmy, you have Jimmy Rave, Xavier. I mean, there's plenty of people who have passed through Ring of Honor who have passed on, but for me, it's Jay Briscoe. For alive, I, I, we we talked about him a couple moments ago. I I would kind of I want to sit down with Christopher Daniels. Okay. Most selfishly, because you know, where if I had a bell, you know, I'd ring it because you know it's like the name drop thing where I I, I don't get paid to bring this up. But he uh, was semi involved in the production of Do a Powerbomb. Uh, Daniel, he, he wrote a book for the book on the back. Yeah. He was on one of the variant covers, but he also was somebody who uh, Johnson would like, was showing the comic ahead of time and getting his feedback on like how portraying like the wrestling, like portraying the wrestling moves and portraying some more like trying to get like the spirit of wrestling across the pages. So I mean, he's been everywhere. He's done it all. I mean, an hour, it's like, I could ask my goofy questions. I could ask some legitimate questions. I mean, we all know my questions take about 10 minutes to get through anyway. So, <laughs> um, well, I mean, he's got him and Kazarian have their own couple of comics out. Um, I, I bought a copy and got it autographed. I, I, you know, I sent it to a friend. Well, I'll shout to my boy Travis, but you know, he's obviously a comic book fanatic. Um, so you could probably talk to him for an hour just on comic books. 
I mean, because didn't they? They have like X Men inspired gear for a while too, right? The Addiction. Yeah. Or Chris Christopher Daniels on his own. I mean, dude's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. I mean, we do have an autographed picture signed to Ring of Honor Elvery from Christopher Daniels. We do. So. Sure do. Wish I would have had my fucking door palm. I would have had him sign it, but that's a really fuck. God damn it, Will. You're fucking crushing this one. And so, um, that's what I'm here for. I'm the co-host with the most. Most. I mean, you know, obviously dead. I mean, yeah, it's. I, it's yeah, it's got to be Jay Briscoe. I mean, listen, I, I I'm very 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 fortunate. I did get a chance to meet and chat, chat with him for a couple minutes. Um, you know, before he passed, um, was a super nice guy. Just a, just seems like a cool motherfucker. I'm definitely the kind of guy. Like I said, I mean, I always kind of rate people like if you could sit down and have a beer with them, and de- obviously you could sit down and have a beer with Jay Briscoe. Um. You know, and maybe to be honest with you, I mean, obviously you talk wrestling, but you know, and Jay's gotten a lot of flack for his is actually right around this time uh, is when he made those very not awesome comments and all of the stuff he's done, you know, about the about the trans community and everything. And um, you know, it'd be fun to talk to him about his you know his learning process and how he's he's overcome that and he's learned what he is from his mistakes and and really kind of find out. You know, I know Effie was very in, instrumental in helping him through. I don't want to say helping him through that, but, you know, kind of helping him see the light on that stuff. So maybe really just kind of, you know, talk to Jay about his transformation. You know, obviously they're in Laurel, Delaware is not the most, you know, I'm sure eth- ethnically diverse, you know, like where I grew up, you know. Um, where, where, where I currently live, where there was a Let's Go Brandon store. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you said it closed. I mean, it's since closed, but I mean, there's still all the, all the shits like still there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it would just be fun and just really kind of, you know, it would have been cool to pick his brain on, um, on all that. And then I don't really have, I, I, I know the two people that first popped into my mind. I, we talk about it all the goddamn time. I, I wish dysfunction would tape this because I know Jimmy Jacobs had done a seminar for ICW Milwaukee. Um, while I was gone in Idaho that summer, but uh, obviously, you know, Jimmy Jacobs just, he's a, he's a wrestling fucking savant and just really kind of, you know, pick his brains about anything, you know, really, I mean, his time in AAW. Do you, do you think anybody in the E regrets firing him over the picture? Yeah. I think people, I mean, I know, I know, I know they, they pretty much piss through producers left and right, right? Like it, and, you and I have probably been a producer for WWE at some point, just not realized it. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I think. But people, to think at that time, it's like, oh, you, you were take, you were in a photo with. It's like, bro, everybody knows the the, the secrets out. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't that and was like, like because he kind of helped him with when the Young Bucks, you know, recreated the Degeneration X thing at the Staples Center. Wasn't he part of that too? Or I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sure people that know, I mean, I'm sure Vince McMahon doesn't give a flying fuck. Uh, but I bet you Triple H, I mean, Triple H's got his, his thumb on the pulse. And, you know, now that William Regal's back, you know, I'm sure he probably is, but I'm glad he got home into AEW. You know, um, I kind of wish he would have stayed in impact. I do want to see impact, you know, succeed, 
you know, but uh, we were talking about the Wizards earlier, but Kimberly, yeah, they're having their thousandth episode of TV coming up, Impact, in all of its forms. That's a good, that's 19 years. You know, you want to talk about another hit or miss product, right? Like, the, the worst of Impact is the worst, right? But Impact is probably the one program I, I keep saying to my, because I don't really watch a lot of wrestling right now besides the Ring of Honor that we watch. So, I mean, the Impact, I feel like, is the one show where I'm like, you know what, I kind of wish I was like... Mm-hmm. Up on my, I was kind of up on my impact. On the same way, uh, I think Josh Alexander's coming back. Um, yes, you know, as long as he doesn't come back and beat up Freeds for lipping off to him on Twitter, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I love Josh Alexander. I mean, I've met him a couple times. Everyone I've talked to that's worked with him, um, he's great in the fucking ring. He's a great dude. Um, I uh, I'll actually and this besides Ring of Honor, all I've been watching is New Japan. Um, I'm gonna bend down. So you watched, up. you watched all the G1. Every you, you caught si- every match. Every, every single match of the G1. That did is you? Correct. So did you watch it like on the daily, or were there days where you, had to, you like had to like watch a couple days worth? Um, Sometimes on the D, de- I mean, I'd say probably eight, probably close to 90% on the daily. Uh, like we talked about earlier, Sunday's kind of like the, you know, the day with the wife. So I always skip, sometimes I would miss Sundays. Uh, but yeah, no more than a day behind. You know, I mean, and yeah, like I'm, I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, loved it. I'm not really up in my bread club, so I don't know Matt and Kieran's full, uh, review response to it yet um I, w- I was just still so salty over best of super juniors mostly because i was keeping up with it and then i missed one day and it's just like i just could not hmm. i could not catch up because it's just so much Get it? i mean and it's not- so much they squeezed it all in and then they had a fucking master auto win and then he didn't even beat hiromu after he fucking or no yeah yeah hiromu was the champ right at yeah. that point, yeah, it's Roma. Roma's still the champ, right? That is correct. Like, um, I, I like Hiroma, but like I'm, I, I was ready for somebody else, even if it was Master Wado. Kid had a great showing at Wrestle Kingdom. I would have been all for it. Like the story's there. Like he was the goofy young kid. He missed a lot of opportunities. He wins Best of Super Juniors. It's like okay, there's a lot of people who are not on the Master Wado train. But it's like here's the you you gotta like follow through. You gotta that all the work they put in with fucking evil. <laughs> I'm with Matt. I'm on team Matt. What what? Fuck the wife's evil. got all wife's got all the talent in that relationship. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a, that was actually a very good point. Um, it's not even his tactics. It's just it's the same tactics every fucking time. Um. Except for when they tied up Hiromu Takahashi Scooby-Doo style and he, he ran out from the back during Best of Super Juniors. And he's like actually like tied up with a rope. That was awesome. Um, that know. wasn't technically an evil match. He was just uh, that was a, 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 a show match. Yeah. Um, 
And obviously, I I mean, now that I realize that Hiromo is a huge suicidal tendencies fan, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a mark for Hiromo, but um, and like I, said, I, I, I still, I still stand by Lij being my 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 preferred faction. I'm the United Empire guy. I mean, we all know how I feel. You, like United Empire is really fucking good. I mean, TMDK is. Those, those are definitely my top three, which is ironic because we were talking about pre-production, as I am wearing an LIJ t-shirt as we speak uh, for my boy for the runner-up in the Best of Super Juniors, the Immortal Teton. I love this shirt. Teton. Um, I'm a Teton mark um, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, if you, I know the newest Bread Club will drop in a couple days on the Shining Wizards. However, uh, here on the Visionaries Global Media feed, uh, the Phoenix Splash Splash Podcast. That's right. Uh, so you can get a mention when we when we run through the shows. Um, when he's been on. Yeah, I mean you've probably been on like all these shows. So. <laughs> half. Half easily half yeah, that are on there now. Um, but well, obviously, and former guests, you know, obviously we've had Brett on, you know, and we did have JCB on, you know, so it's definitely, you know, former guests, but yeah, they did drop today. And, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, Brett, JCB and our good and our former guest, Alex, um, Azar, we're all on a text thread together. So I think, yeah, I think they sent me 92 text messages, uh, on, on the final night, but did you hear the final of the G1? It was Naito and Okada. Yeah, so, okay. And, and, and uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet. Not, spoiler alert for the G1 that ended last week? Yeah, it was, it was Sunday. So, at the start of the week as this episode comes out. Yeah, it'll be about a week old as, as this episode comes out. But, I mean, still spoiler if you're trying to avoid it. Uh, um, I you know, feel like I heard nothing. It's funny you said the G1 was can't miss. I feel like I heard nothing about the G1. He didn't, and it was fucking weird. Um, like I would try to interact. Like, I, I, you, you, you'd hear about like uh, you'd hear about like Eddie Kingston stuff on on my like on my personal Twitter feed. Like I'd see like Eddie Kingston stuff brought up. Yeah. But I really didn't. And I saw like a, a couple of clips from like Will Osprey ELP. That but was awesome. I. I uh, Will Ospreay's on another fucking level, dude. Dude's top five worldwide, like no doubt. Easily, um, ZSJ uh, versus. So Okada. I really, yeah, I I didn't really hear any like. I didn't see a lot about the G one, even though everybody was all hyped about it being like G one. Like I had no idea Naito was really in the running until like, oh, Naito won. But even then, like, I only figured that out because I saw, I'm pretty sure Matt or Kieran shared like the picture. Like I had no idea like what the standings were looking like, what anybody's records were looking like, like, and no one was over. I'm like, Oh, it's over already. Thought it just started. Yeah, it was, you're right. There was not much. Um, but yeah, there were so many fucking, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Um, yeah. I mean the final fucking delivered, um, you know, and as much as I hate evil, evil versus Okada was okay. Um, but Hanare shined, former guest of the Shining Wizards. Um, I think he's going to have a really good run. Uh, you know, Jeff Cobb got fucked, but I mean, yeah, you see Okada, um, ZSJ, go out of your way to watch it. Um, Osprey, ELP, you know, 
Um, you know, the final was like, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I was, I thought they were definitely going to give, uh, I thought I was going to go to Okada, but. Okada again, right? It's like Hiromu and the Super Junior. It's like, oh, here we go. Because, yeah. But, you know, they, there's been speculation that Naito's kind of on his way out, right? So maybe this is kind of the first step of that kind of farewell tour, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. You know what else is awesome, Tom? Uh, no, but I'm... I'm oh. Well, real quick, let me finish um, our... our uh, our long-winded answer to SJ's question. Uh, but I know I said Jimmy Jacobs, but uh, obviously, I mean, I would love to talk to, you know, Kevin Steen. I know he's a big animal guy, um, and I know SJ just met Kevin Steen. She, she met a lot of people. Yeah. Um, she, was, cool. she got a picture with indie wrestling with Kevin Steen. Yeah. You know, and uh, she got to see Chomp alive, so I'm glad we were able to sell her on, on that. But, uh, yeah, so Kevin Steen, but... Uh, yeah, but thank you, everybody that's not named Brendan. Obviously, we'll do Brendan's question. Um, you know, and obviously, make sure you are checking out Nattering with E. Uh, I did not mention that with Eric's question and everything. So, um, but yeah, we do have a question from uh, from Brendan, obviously. As as per the huge question of dishonor from the third man. Yeah, you know, uh, Brendan was able wants, to join us. He, he wants to know, topical, very topical uh, this week. <laughs> Where we just watched the one to bring up on our TV, Tom. Yeah, Brendan wants to know what other shows have we watched 100 episodes of? Um, and it was fun. I I I had to reread it because I just assumed it was wrestling. Um, but it's well, I mean that's the easy answer, right? It's like I've seen 100 episodes of SmackDown. Easy. I've seen 100 episodes of Raw. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like some of these shows, like he threw out like Full House. I'm like, I didn't I didn't realize Full House had that many episodes? Yeah, and I asked if it was Fuller House too. He's like, no, nah, just you know, standalone, just straight up Full House. So my answer is, uh, I had to have seen if we're not counting other wrestling shows because, like I said, otherwise SmackDown would be like that was my day one wrestling show. So I mean, I've seen a lot of SmackDown. Uh, I will. I will say Law and Order. I think we brought up, uh, got brought up in the text, but Law and Order SVU. I, I'm sure I've seen at least a hundred episodes of that, or may, like mainline Law and Order had to have seen at least a hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. My dad box sets that I would watch like the whole thing through. So I'm like, there's, I had to have seen a hundred episodes. Yeah, I uh, not SUV, but the the original Law and Order. Um... I mean, it's too. Plus, when these get into syndication, obviously you're rewatching them and everything, and they're on all the fucking time. You know, that's when I still had cable. You know, or I was staying at my mom's house at all. I was always, I mean, I'd be checking out Law and Order. Um, actually, I forgot about this. I have seen every episode of Castle. Um, my mom got me in that, and it was something Faith and I enjoyed. So, uh, while Faith and I were looking for jobs, Ooh. we just we blew through uh, all of Castle. It was on, well, uh, on Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say the cooking shows too, like Chopped. Probably seen 100 episodes. Brittany brought this up. Probably, I've probably seen 100 episodes of Chopped. Iron Chef, like all those things. That were up. 
we'll just put on like the season and we'll just, we'll just like blaze through like all of it. Yeah. Um, Brittany actually, uh, not a hundred episodes worth, obviously, but Brittany actually had showed a little interest in wanting to watch Heels. Nice. It's on Amazon because it's got the it's got the feller from uh, Vikings in it. She just finished watching or finished rewatching all of Vikings. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. By the way, I forgot to mention. By the way, uh, match of the tournament probably was Naito versus Osprey in the semifinals. Um, I obviously just spoiled the winner. I'm kind of going back, but yeah, that match is a fucking banger. Um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, heel. It's on Amazon. I think season one and two are on Prime and YouTube. I think so. We can watch them for free. It's on my. You don't. Uh, so so you don't. You don't need the the Showtime. No. Or stars, whatever it's on. <coughs> I, do, I do have the Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, even though Stephen Amell is on, on the show. Um, I liked Stephen Amell to about a week ago when I found out he's actually uh, breaking with uh, with the union here uh, for all the actors and everything. So um, I thought that wasn't very cool of him, but this is not a political show. Um, I don't, yeah. I, it, is it? <laughs> I feel like we've we we've, we've tipped our hand as to how we feel about things. Yeah, I mean tipped our hand, but I mean your boy. I mean, as far as that goes, as as far as that goes, I mean, as somebody who is, I'm not really super creative right now. But I mean, obviously, I'm not big on like the the AI conglomeration and like, oh, we'll just take like a photo of you and like a small sample of your voice and just like. Use you for eternity. Here's your here's your five bucks. Yeah. But you know that's you know there's that's why we have these. I mean there's there's these unions and these guilds strike a lot to get. I mean the movie industry. I mean notoriously such an exploitive. Yeah. Probably worse than wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. It was uh, oh, I was listening to um, catching up on my boys' country air and their podcast, taking it home, uh, the Take It Home podcast. And yes, you guys should join Vision Marriage Club Media. But Zach was talking how he just watched Wizard of Oz for the first time, you know. And you just go back and you hear all the fucking horror stories that Judy Garland had to go through just to make that fucking movie. You know, I haven't seen that either. What? For those that this is an audio only podcast and I am not on it like grandma's, so I do not have screenshots, but the I Tom was like froze for a minute and then he started like like micro tremoring. Wait, you not haven't seen Wizard of Oz, Tom. Is that a generational thing? Um because as as kids like Always like the first week of March, Wizard of Oz was always on CBS um, for years, just like the first Friday in March or something like that. Um, is it just not as prevalent as in, in your generation? You know, spoiler alert here, Will and I are different ages. Um, and if you haven't figured out, I'm, I'm much older than Will. But because, yeah, because Zach's about your age. So that's just kind of 
You've never seen The Wizard of Oz? Never seen The Wizard of Oz. Never have I ever seen The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, shout out to the Shining Wizards. Wow, Will, you do you do you need it's a and I think you'd enjoy it, you know. Um I mean, I guess on you know, on the top of it being exploitive in the wrestling business, uh I was in Barnes and Noble the other day and I saw two great wrestling books people should pick up. One is uh Todd is God, right? Yeah. Or I guess Shining Wizards mainline yep. show. So they had that probably displayed on the bottom shelf so it's out of eye level with the other wrestling books but uh right next to it is um i don't have the art author up in front of me i should have pulled it up but there's a book my friend josh olson of gimmick press uh had shared called ringmaster about hmm. uh vince mcmahon undoing the territories oh interesting okay. a high recommendation i i just don't pick up a lot of like, I'm, I'm not good about reading novels. Like, I struggle to get through them, and like, I struggle even more, like more like non-fictiony, yeah, kind of stuff. So I don't, like, I've got the Nitro book. I did not get very hard in the Nitro book. Like, I tried. It's, just, it's like staring at a wall for me. I will someday get through it because I want to read his uh, his book on the young lions too. Oh yeah, God, there's so many fucking books out there. Um, so, so many books. So what you're telling me, Will, is we shouldn't do a what we're reading, what book are you reading right now segment on the show? I mean, we could. Do you want to do it right now? I mean, we could. You know, I mean, I, I've, got my poetry, I've got my my poetry collection. It's in my locker at work. It's called uh, "Not Your Mama's Melting Pot." Well, that's cool. By. Uh, Benjamin Kingsley, not that Benjamin Kingsley. His author bio on the back makes fun of that. Hmm. that he, he was not the the actor who portrayed all these other things. So, so he's that, not that an came at like a. So he's been came as a, a broad. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say he hasn't been knighted by the, the British government. Uh, correct. Okay. So I that was kind of I picked that up on a kind of like a broad recommendation. Uh by my friend Todd Kaneko of Dead Wrestler Allergies. Another good book. Thank you, Will. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, that I read and finished it. And, I mean, Todd, Todd teaches poetry. And just, I mean, he shares books all the time. I'm just like, I can't keep all the recommendations. <laughs> but I also have here, here in the bedroom next to the bed, um, I've got a copy of Working Stiff, which is Gimmick Press's, like, flagship, flagship release. It's okay. a big anthology of uh, pro wrestling related material. Some of it's written, some of it's visual art. There's comic strips. There's all sorts of stuff in there. It's a nice book, so you can put it out on your coffee table and people can thumb through it. But I also have a book called Setting the Table, hmm. which is about the hospitality and restaurant business. Hmm. Um, it was recommended to me to be read by an executive chef at a place that I worked at once. And I was kind of gung-ho about it, but I also thought the guy was a huge prick. So I kind of rebelled against him to read the book. Because the author does kind of come off as kind of like a smart, smarmy prick, just like this guy was. But uh, we, we we watched season two of The Bear. Like It kind of like popped up in my head again. I'm like, you know what? I can get a cheap paperback copy. 
and, and, and like I am, I don't really, I don't work in like the restaurant area of like service anymore. Right? I'm on the retail side, but still, like there is a lot. Like when you consider a dining establishment, like what goes into it. Yeah. So, it, the I mean, the guy who recommended I read it. I guess I gotta assume he's no slouch, right? Because he's got the the big bucks job, and I really have never seen the guy do anything. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, there, there must be something to it. But uh, that's uh, that's what I'm I'm currently reading right now. So that that Ben Kingsley poetry book, what's that about then? It's just a poetry collection. Okay, I I was really intrigued by the I, title. So. I, I uh, I buy. I mean, the the cover art is really cool. They made like a ceramic like skull, and they made like fake gore that's like ribbons and stuff. And there's like a knife. It's very cool. Um, but Todd shared a poem of it called "Our Last WWF SummerSlam." Hmm. I mean, like I said, Todd teaches at. I, I apologize again. I don't remember what the school he teaches at is mm-hmm. he's a college professor he teaches poetry he's got a lot of great work out that i i mean i recommend everything like literally anything and everything you can find by him so good i mean dead wrestler elegies you've read it mm-hmm. made stuff his piece in working stiff i still say is my favorite piece and it is this huge piece that line by line is a line from a different wrestling promo Oh, that's and cool. there's like sources cited. It's like something about like how I learned to be a man or whatever through pro wrestling. And it's like it's long and it's like every line has a citation. So it's dude's the man. Um, love Todd. Yeah. And he he posts books all the time. I'm like, I, I commented on one the other day. I'm like, I can't keep up financially with all these books that you share stuff. I read it. I'm like, damn, I need to read more of that. Like I want to get this book in my hands and read this. Yeah. Cause then there's been somewhere like I bought stuff cause I've seen like small presses have a sale and I get something and, like the next day he's posting about it. I'm like, son of a bitch. I knew I needed to buy that book. <laughs> but what, what are you reading right now? Tom, I am currently reading the motorcycle diaries. Uh, it's definitely one of those books that I ordered under the wife's Amazon. Uh, probably put me on some kind of terrorist watch list, um, like a couple other books I've read. Uh, but the Motorcycle Diaries, for those that are not familiar with, is... Uh, I'm not she- familiar. Give me the rundown. Why, why are you on a list for reading this book? Uh, because the author uh, of said book <coughs> is uh, Che Guevara. And I'm not sure if anyone's uh. familiar with Che Guevara, but he was Fidel Castro's uh, right-hand man in uh, the takeover of the Cuban government. Uh, he's a South American revolutionary. Um, I am very fascinated with South America in general, as we talked about in pre-production, um, you know, spending some time down there. So I'm kind of starting my my South American revolutionaries. I've got a couple other books coming. Uh, but yeah, so basically, in uh, he was 20 years old. Uh, he's from Argentina, uh, comes from money, but he was a doctor. Uh, him and his buddy just took their motorcycles and drove around South America. And it's really kind of their diaries of driving around South America in the 50s and uh, just kind of hanging out with the people, um, everything, you know. So people will probably start calling me a communist and a socialist. I don't give a shit. 
Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good read, and it's, uh, he actually just got to Peru, which is fun because uh, he's going to a lot of spots that I've been to, so it's always kind of cool to talk about. But uh, yeah, it's really just to see, you know, where he got his ideology from, you know, because he went from Cuba to Guyana, and then he read he led a, a revolt in Guyana in Africa, you know, there, and then he led another revolt in Bolivia, and uh, Bolivia, one of my favorite places in the world. Um, has a very unique history. I think they've had like 142 presidents in like the span of like 200 years. Um, I think their record shortest uh, presidency was I think 36 hours because uh, one guy beat the other and then said guy came into his office and shot him and threw him down a mountain. Uh, so yeah, Bolivia is a, a very fascinating political history. So um, yeah, so that's what I'm reading right now. So I will be getting back to my Stephen King here, you know, soon because as I'm going through the Dark Tower series, but I'm kind of mixing in some uh, some autobiographies and stuff like that in there. So, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm reading right uh, now. And you know, you never know what's going to show up on your doorstep. Yeah, that's true. So, wait, that's what? not a threat, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think you know I am uh, not threatening Tom on the no, record. No, I just uh, send Tom books. <laughs> That's true, and I to, to force him to, to fit it into his uh, to repile, and uh, and Will's hit on every single recommendation and everything he sent me. So um, I think we should probably stick with this segment. I know you and I are obviously the most active in the book club section of uh, the Discord, but I feel like Matt yeah. could be. I, I you know and like it was kind of neat to think that maybe you know once upon a time the idea was like maybe we start like a like an actual book club right where it's like we're going to pick like a wrestling book or whatever and like we'll all read it and we'll all like chit chat about it but it's like i can't keep up like matt reads so many books like you've read so many books because you actually give the time to read and like brendan and freeds are reading a bunch of books like i just can't crush books like i used to Yeah, it's uh, I part just, of that. Part of that is just finding stuff that like sticks, and I'm like, I really want to get through this. Yeah, because there's a lot of things. Even if I like it, like I read it, I'm like, oh, this is nice, but I don't really feel like I need to sit down and like read the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and um, I know we talked about it earlier, but a previous uh, question of dishonor from Freed's again. Uh, I, there's a bunch of books I actually forgot to mention um, when we were talking about that, but two in particular. Uh, that really kind of surprised me because Eric asked, you know, he's recommending uh, wrestling books because I know he got, I know he got the Bret Hart book, which I heard is good. I don't have it yet. I will get that. Um, it's on my to-do list. But uh, two books that I, I didn't mention uh, was first Swagglesbrook. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. I, um, I actually bought the book from him in person. I had it autographed. Uh, actually, I autographed to Matt because I was going to send it to, to Bowman, but then he said he already had it. So I'm like, well, whatever. Uh, it's really good. Uh, but then the other one is one that people don't um, kind of slides under the radar, but came highly recommended was uh, the Scott Norton book. Uh, Strong style is a great, it's a great, it's easily read. It's another like, like Foley's you can tell he wrote it. Um, and Scott Norton for someone that's not very well known. I mean, obviously smarky people like us know who Scott Norton is, but that motherfuckers lived the life. Um, had really awesome story. So, um, yeah, definitely get the Scott Norman book, but I did order Todd as God. It's in the queue. It's in the bookshelf right now. Um, it'll have to wait till after I'm done with the Dark Tower series, but yeah. 
So that will do you have anything to add to our uh, our book conversation here the Ring of Honor our, our new book cock section of this show? Tom, I think it's time to get on to the main event in the evening. Well, we should probably finish. We should probably finish answering Brandon's question. Oh, did, did we not? Uh, I did. I mean, I said Castle, but um, but yeah, real quick, I was gonna say uh, Cheers. Um, I have watched all 273 episodes of Cheers, uh, but shows that I will rewatch that aren't 100 episodes. Uh, I'm Brandon. Okay, this was um, The Wire. The Wire is amazing. I I can't watch that show, and I watch. I just finished Treme, which is also by David Simon. Um, so anything that guy makes. So yeah, uh, but we'll real quick here before we do jump into our main of the end of the evening. I know it's getting late. We should probably plug all of our friends here real quick. Um, but make sure you are listening to all the great shows here uh, on Visionaries Global Media. Um, like I said the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup uh, that I do um, for now. But I said I just did a preview this week that's hopefully dropping tomorrow for the Insane Eight. Uh, we've got Good Cap, Bad Cap, Good Cop, Bad Cop, featuring former guest uh, Graham uh, of Ring of Honor Revelry. Obviously, we've got the Brainbuster Boys. Uh, Bo and Brett have both been on the show. Uh, Band from Ringstein, JCB's been on the show. Uh, and make sure we need to get Bill and Zach on here. Uh, the Phoenix Splash, with Splash podcast, like we just talked about. Uh, make sure if you want to get caught up on the G1, uh, Brett and uh, JCB do a great job. So shout out to Naito. Uh, Chris Talks Games. Uh, I think VFTR 2.0 is coming back hopefully this fall. Uh, but today is actually Diesel's birthday. Um, and Dungeons and Junkies, I think, is making a return now that uh, Chad's son Atticus is about a month old. So um, I missed anything, Will? Damn, already. Yeah. Month yeah. old already. Yeah. And shout Time out to flies. Yeah, Chad actually, and I think I talked about this, but I did confirm with Chad that uh, it was actually a shout out to his um, father-in-law. Uh, but Atticus is named for the character in To Killing Mockingbird, which is one of my favorite books also. It's a good book. Yeah, I read it late in life, and uh, the wife recommended it. And I read it, I'm like, holy shit, this is really fucking good. So, um, But yeah, enjoy all this commercial break here from The Shining Wizards. And Will and I will talk to everybody on the other side. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you.
G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's T H E B R O K A S T. And you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, Castbox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. High fivers, make sure you're checking out all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, but like Will alluded to, uh, and uh, before the commercial break, we do have the main event of the evening. Uh, we are going to briefly get a go over Ring of Honor TV episode 100. Um, it is pretty cool that it is episode 100. And actually, um, real quick, I do want to mention um, obviously, we are on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, they just had episode 650, which sounds like okay. I mean, that's a lot of episodes, Lord. But, Will, that is exactly 12 and a half years that they've been doing that podcast at this week. Um, if you look at it that way, that's fucking awesome. So, congratulations to those guys. So, um, But, uh, Ring of Honor TV. Uh, but, yeah, Will, actually, this. so, hey, you haven't seen this first match. It's Generico and Lethal because you, um, you didn't watch the first couple episodes of Ring of Honor TV, right? Uh, correct. I believe that was before you brought me on. Yeah, well, I mean, we weren't actually. Rec- I mean, I just watched them. I didn't like make any notes or anything. But, um, 
this actually is a good match. This is a really good match. So basically, this is uh, El Generico versus Jay Lethal for the TV title. It was from episode two of Ring of Honor TV, which I believe was uh, air date October 8th, uh, 2011. Um, and it was funny. Well, I remember watching this originally. I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to be fucking fun if I get shit like this. But we'll see what happens here. Um I did. I do love the uh, the analysis. You know, I loved how lethal and and strong we're talking here about. Uh, you know, the 15 minute time limit. You got to jam a lot of shit into that 15 minutes, and it's kind of go go go. Um, I had to chuckle. Generico is a TV champ, but it's the second episode of TV. But I'm pretty sure that TV championship did start with HD Net. Um, I'll still check with Brundon. So Brundon, I'm sure will text us about that on Sunday. Um, and Roddy, just for the record, it's often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, they did go the full 15 in this match, uh, but Jim Cornette, who is still with the company at the time, uh, he's like, we don't have five more minutes of TV time, but we got at least three, so you got that until we got to cut off the air. Um, and basically, in the end, uh, Generico, it's super kick, and uh, Jay Lethal is our new TV champion. And I had to chuckle because Roddy's like, hey, Lethal, who'd you lose that belt? Oh, yeah, that was me. Um, and then Lethal just calls him a segment stealer. So I thought that was kind of funny. So, um, I know I, I kind of bogarted all that will, but, uh, any, any thoughts on, uh, this first match or anything or any of the commentary or anything? I'm not thrilled that this is what we get to celebrate a hundred episodes, right? Because when they, they choose two people specifically to sit down, you're like, okay, so we're just going to get matches that these two guys are in. Yeah. But, you know, hey, TV title, TV episode. I It is a nice idea. And, that, you know, they kind of did this in the pandemic years, too, right, where they had people watch, like, older Ring of Honor stuff and they like kind of, like, talked about it. Uh, um, I would have liked to have seen more. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of get into, like, why there isn't more. Yeah. When we we when we touch on all star extravaganza, but uh, I guess felt like I didn't. I was a little. I, I don't remember. Did I watch this one on Toy Speed? I might have watched this one on like regular speed. And then oh. when I saw, it, I was like, oh, I know, I know what the other matches are. I'm like, oh, I'll I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll watch the. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, I did enjoy the analysis. I mean, there it's just frustrating with like he's talking about like his he's talking about his hair, like he had like the braids out or whatever. Because it was supposed to be like a big match and he wanted to do something different. It's like, okay. You're trying to make me like Jay Lethal. Nice try. <laughs> well, I mean I don't I don't think it was that good, Will. Um, or or Hydro. They're trying to get me to like Hydro. God, you know, I'm so fucking embarrassed that whole goddamn match. I did not realize that was Jay Lethal. But there was, in, in my defense, there was a lot going on in that fucking match. There's so many people in Special K in the ball that match. I couldn't even tell you who the two people who were actually supposed to be in the match were supposed to be. Yeah, and if you're wondering what Will and I are talking about, make sure you go check out the apron bump and our great analysis of the main event spectacle. Uh, it was a crazy five-team uh, Ring of Honor scramble tag team match. And uh, in a Ring of Honor style, of course, they've got blanks or planks on top of the fucking cage uh so you know some crazy motherfuckers a um teddy hart we're gonna jump off it but uh 
Next, uh, Will had alluded to in uh, pre-production, uh, it is the Briscoes, Mark and Jay, uh, versus the House of Truth, and they're still a thing. Uh, so it's Strong and Elgin. And basically, this matches for lots of PBR on the farm. Uh, but this Great. Is- so before this, you, you may recall that Tom and I had this running <laughs> bit where we bring up how much money, Tom? Five. Five. Thousand. Thousand. Dollars. Dollars. It's pretty good considering my camera's off and Tom and I couldn't coordinate that at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was this big, what was it? It was like an eight-man tag match, right, where, like, every person in the team, like, coughed up money, and there was, like, a big, like, pot to win. Yeah. And the Briscoes and the House of Truth were the heel team, and they kind of fell apart and fucked it up. So they were out of the money. So this was a match with each not not a person one but each team had to pony up five. The, the, the aforementioned five thousand dollars we do need a five thousand dollars clip by the way that's so, that's beyond my that's beyond my skill set whenever we get an actual soundboard sorry yeah um yeah we had, we had a jay lethal match right for our first match so Will? Oh, Will, you there? Uh-oh. And obviously, I, the novelty of it, we couldn't get, like, Joe. Oh, uh, did we lose me? Uh, now you're back. We shouldn't have lost me. It, says, I, it actually is telling me I have a strong, it's telling me I got a strong signal. It never uh, says I've got a strong signal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because you're watching Ryan Strong. You were gone for about 15 seconds. You were just oh, starting oh. to tell you. Oh, well, um, whatever I said probably wasn't that great anyway. So let's uh, just. Pre- I, no, I was saying I kind of wish they gave us a singles match. Uh-huh. Because we had a singles match for Jay Lethal, right? And then they're both in the third match we watch. You know, yeah, I honestly I would have picked that Roddy Strong versus Ishimori. Um, especially if you're trying to sell Ring of Honor. Like I mean like, right, like Ishimori or uh, or Carl Anderson, right? Did he wrestle Carl Anderson too? No, Carl Anderson wrestled Ishimori at the pay per view and then Roddy wrestled him on T V. Um Oh wait, he did no, wrestle L- L- oh, sorry, he L- did wrestle. Yeah. You're right. Did Carl I was I remember because I knew Anderson wrestled Elgin. I thought he had wrestled Roddy, too. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. He did. Was that at a pay-per-view, though? That was on TV. That was on TV. So, like, yeah. that would have been something I would have been more interested in. See, but like I said, I like the novelty of the $5,000 bit. Okay. Tom, we, we, we bring it up all the time. This is right after uh, Battle in the Carolinas. You know, they're still doing that bit. Um, You know, it was, uh, it was, kind, of a, it was kind of a fine memory. I think this is like... Gosh, this is probably what, like our third or fourth episode when this originally aired? Yeah. You know, it would be cool if they had given us like the original air date for this stuff, but you know, I mean, Sinclair Broadcasting, you're a TV company, you think you knew how to do TV, but whatever. Um, You'd think that, but you know, the history books show. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did have to chuckle as there's a point where Roddy's getting a mud hole stomped in him by Jay. 
And then uh, Roddy stops watching. Jay's like, what, you can't watch? He's like, no, I'm not going to watch this guy stomp a mud hole into my chest. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and it's weird here. Um, also, speaking of, you know, I know we keep bringing up our, our episode on, on the um, apron bump, but you hear Cornette ripping on the Briscoes here, which is funny because um, what we just watched, Jay. Ten years prior. Yeah. Jim Cornette actually brought the Briscoes to their first championship at the pit, you know, what we watched. Um, you know, it was kind of tough listening to Cornette. We know both of you know how I feel about that. So, yeah. And in the end, uh, Jay brings out a bat and gets disqualified and they lose uh, the $5,000. But, uh, they, and it's funny, go back to you know, some older episodes. They do battle over like a certain $5,000 for, for months. It's hilarious. I love it. So, um, Will, do you have anything to add there, my friend? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, the aforementioned Will had mentioned, uh, so they do bring in uh, Survival of the Fittest here, obviously, because both Lethal and Strong are both in it. Um, you know, this is uh, pretty short after the House of or Elgin and Roddy had split from, you know, from House Truth. Uh, and we had a uh, 2012 breakout Ring of Honor star who we have not seen in at all in 2013, Mike Mondo. Um, yeah, we haven't seen I think he was we haven't seen him in a while. I don't think we've seen him this year, have we? Yeah, Obviously we have. have we? Yeah. Cause we talked we talked about how he was such a high spot and then he became a not so high spot. But he did kind of just like disappear. Wasn't that like final battle like in December? Like where he came out and did that promo, or like I'll be back in like six weeks or something. I don't think he ever did. I don't think we've seen him this year. All right, well let's keep going. I'm I'm going to the cage match for this. I'm I'm pretty sure we've seen him earlier on this year. But okay, been wrong uh, before. I mean, you could definitely go to Brundon's uh, web saver, uh, the cage yeah. match on there. So, uh, but yeah, it's the strong. Um, Brundon is the cage match. That's. <laughs> That's true. That's fine. He doesn't even need it on his fucking phone. So he's a he's cage match. He's a stray cat. Um, but yeah, it's Elgin, Mondo, uh, Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, David Richards, and Jay Lethal. Uh, survival of the fittest. Obviously, you know there's a, a mini tournament to get to where we're at here, and uh, the winner of this gets a future title shot. Uh, Mondo was the first out rather ceremoniously, pretty quickly. Um, Nigel does put him over, being kind of like the Cinderella. Um, but then Roderick Strong is illuminated. Uh, you know, he slaps Elgin, uh, but then Elgin backfists him, and Adam Cole super kicks him, and uh, he gets a pin, and, you know, Roderick Strong's out. Um, you know, and then later in the match, Roddy kind of comes out, pushes Michael Elgin out, um, and then he's like, and then Jay Lethal's like, well, you're cheating there. He's like, I didn't even know what I was doing. You know, Truth Martini just told me to push some tub of lard over. You know, I just ate a backfist. I didn't know where I was. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, you know, and then, uh, Elgin gets, uh, thrown through a table, gets beat up a bunch. Uh, he's on the outside and, uh, Lethal and Richards are battling. And then Michael Elgin crawls in the ring and Jay Lethal even says, Hey, look at us. We both stop. And then, uh, Richards and Lethal, you know, do double team Michael Elgin and do finally get the pin. Uh, but Roddy said here, yeah, this is really kind of Michael Elgin's really kind of coming out party. Um, obviously Michael Elgin's probably the, you know, the the true I mean obviously Mike Mondo had a great twenty twelve, but obviously Mike, you know, and they're huge on Michael Elgin, and we'll get to that a little bit later here. Um 
But so, was- oh, I, I have results. I have the results from the cage match. First of all, we're going to see Mondo soon. Oh, nice. Uh, but the last time we saw Mike Mondo... Are we going to see him? ...would have now? been April 6th. Really? He was an ROH television title number one contendership five-way match uh, where Mark Briscoe beat B.J. Whitmer, Caprice Coleman, Cedric Alexander, and Mike Mondo. That was 2013? April 6th. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And there was also, uh, he was involved in some, some scum matches earlier on. Him with uh, him and Grizzly Redwood. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then uh, he teamed up on with one of like the team ROH teams where it was him, Whitmer, CNC, uh, Briscoe. Oh, you're right. On scum. I stand corrected. Will is absolutely correct. It, I mean, it, it was, it was, you know, we're talking about that was back in April. So I mean, it has been four months since we've seen him. But uh, according to the cage match, we're going to see him soon. Cool. Awesome. Um, so spoiler alert for everybody, for all those Mike Mondo fans out there. But um, one real quick observation, like I said, rewatching this match, it was kind of funny because uh, the Lumberjacks reactions when the whole locker room came out um, was pretty funny. Uh, I know Mark Briscoe was doing some crazy shit and Rhett was doing some fun stuff, but uh, but in the end, Jay Lethal gets the lethal injection for the win, and uh, he gets title shot, and then Roddy picks on him because he does not win said title shot. So, um, nope, sure doesn't. Yeah, so that was a uh, that was Ring of Honor TV um, 100, you know, and we'll obviously we're going to go into the All Star Extravaganza here in Toronto here real quick. Uh, this is five, um, so I wonder what the other four were like. Uh, but we always talk about though, Will, if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV. Would you keep watching? Would this format have intrigued you? No. Um, obviously, it's tough for us because, you know, we've nope. seen this. So, no. Even if you've never seen Ring no, of Honor I before. Mean, and I know, I know we, we bring this up all, but I mean, I, I still think back to when we had Graham on. And kind of Graham's, um, Graham's thoughts. And also uh, my friend Joe, who sent me some pictures I have to share on our socials of him. He recently, he uh, does unboxing videos. Recently got a Steve Carino ECW autograph. Nice. But also sent me a picture of, of a young Joseph with a Steve Carino when he was in ECW. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So that check out the, the Twitter page. Those will all be throwing those up there soon. Check out Joe's videos. But when uh, Ring of Honor went to Nesson, I said, Joe, you got to check out Ring of Honor. It's some pretty cool stuff. It was the same kind of thing, though, that Grant points out. It's like, there's a lot of stories. Like, he's, they both said, like, there's obviously stories going on, but they don't give you anything of that. It's just like, oh, the story's happening. It's like, okay, but why do I care if you're not showing me anything? So, I mean, in th- this episode in particular, it's like, all right, we're going to show you three matches that have been on TV with a couple guys talking over them. That wouldn't be in, especially because if I'm thinking this is what every episode is going to be like, it's like, mm. um, is there going to be like just other people? Like there's commentary talking over the match. And then there's two guys talking over the match that was like thrown on TV. Like I've been like, nah. 
Okay, fair enough. I don't know. I think I would have been intrigued. I'm like, oh, this seems kind of fun. I mean, they seem to have some some history here. Um, but hey, you know, I mean, if we agreed on everything, Willis would be really fucking boring, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, we do a lot. I mean, other than culinarily, right? Well, yeah, but even that's actually it's pretty similar, except for a couple drastically bad takes on your end. But listen, we didn't even bring up how Brendan said he doesn't like broccoli. That's fucking weird. Like, I get it. I didn't grow up eating a lot of variety. So, like, I get not like, and I get, you know, there's stuff that I didn't, I never had, didn't have it growing up, and I've had it as an adult. I'm like, you know what? I could have gone without having it. But some nice steamed broccoli? It's just something easy to throw into, like, anything. You can throw broccoli in any kind of casserole or any kind of pasta dish, and it adds or texture. Add, and guess, right, or as soup, you get your veggies in. Yeah, I mean, you can eat raw broccoli with dip. You know, so I'm not, I'm not, I, I will say I'm not big on the raw broccoli. I don't mind it. Uh, like if it's in like a pasta salad or something like that's fine, but I'm not looking to just like crack off like, you know, a floret and just crunch on that. Fair enough. Um, and that's see, I love, I, well, I shouldn't say love. I do don't mind raw cauliflower, but you cook cauliflower and I get the smell. I mean, I'll still eat it. It's not grapefruit to me, but I, I'm not a fan of cooked bro- or, or of cooked cauliflower. Yeah, cau- cauliflower is pretty mid. Um, and, and it's a smell thing, so it tastes it okay. Does, but it does smell horrendous. So, um, but yeah, but actually, so will I, I actually meant to text you this, but I put it in my notes. So I um, this is totally not Ring of Honor related. Um, I should probably ask you off air, but it's our fucking show, and we do whatever the hell we want. Uh, but Will, are you familiar with and or a fan of the band Macabre? I'm not. Okay. Sounds like something I listen to, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, they just, I mean, I just ordered uh, their 2000 uh, grindcore death metal release of uh, Dom. It's called uh, simply called Dahmer. So that can tell you what that's all about. So I was just curious. Neat. So. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't mind death metal. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have any heat with it. I've definitely seen my fair share. I do love me, obviously, Cannibal Corpse. I mean, if you don't love Cannibal Corpse, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. Um, I don't know if you call Napalm Death a death metal band, but I do love me some Napalm Death. But they're, I'd say they're a grind band. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, on that note, I uh, I didn't obviously partake because we were recording tonight, but. Uh, the band Horrendous had a listening party on Bandcamp for their latest album that officially drops tomorrow as we record, Thursday, as this came out. So uh, definitely recommend checking out the new Horrendous album. God damn it, I still got to pick up Anthony um, Antonio Horseman's fucking experimental music. God damn it. I had it ordered, uh, too, and I, I had it in my queue, and I forgot, but... Um, I mean, okay. we all know the best. We all know the best death grind, whatever band is a uh, drug bubble coffee. Well, yeah, I was actually just gonna say that. Um, yeah, it was funny. They uh, they were shouted out on uh, Thirty Screams or Less, also here on heard out here on the Shining Wizards Network. So, because um, one of not those guys, a, one of those guys not, plays in a pretty good band, right? So Steve is Brian's half brother or step brother. Okay. And 
Steve is in a band called The Summoned. Okay. Which is more of like a tech death kind of band. Oh, nice. And, but he's still up here, and, and Corey moved to Florida, right? No, Steve moved to Florida. Oh, Steve moved to Florida. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about death metal hotbeds, I mean, Florida's a spot, so. Some obituary. Um, so, yeah, 30 screens or less. You guys need to join us on here one of these days, by the way. Um, they'd, just, they'd, be, they'd be pretty neat. I, they've been to Ring of Honor events. Um, yeah. Those, those big ones that were in Lowell, like with the the ladder matches and stuff, they were there for those. So, Yeah. Um, so remind me to reach out to those guys. And I just don't need, you know, if I'm going to put something in the universe, I actually have to, you know, do something towards it also. Um, but yeah. yeah um, I, I keep saying that too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely check out. It's, it's definitely one of my favorite shows. Uh, on the Shining Wizards Network, which is saying a lot. So um, I should say my new favorite. So I know, obviously, you know, our crew is pretty heavy into that show. I know SJ is a big fan, so. That's enough. Uh, <laughs> that's enough. Uh, but real quick here, Will, so we're going to go over All-Star Extravaganza, kind of. Oh, yeah? Uh, so <laughs> the reason for that, though, uh, is explained to us right off the bat. Um, so so yeah. let's, let's Russell rewind, right? Rewind to when we, the aforementioned Graham episode. We covered that we're going to have this, you know, 16 man, whatever tournament. On TV. It's going to be on TV. And Graham, we're like, they're going to have the match. Like, all right, well, we have like two or three episodes or two or three matches per episode. Here's how long it's going to take you to cover on TV. Uh, Tom. Will. We uh we we watched courtesy of Australia Extravaganza. I Nine. think we watched like the next two months of uh Ring of Honor TV. TV. <laughs> yeah, uh they they gave us the whole first round and one quarterfinal match. You know, <laughs> they they do warn you ahead of time, but uh spoilers spoilers ahead. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you contribute, if you literally, um, so if you, uh, if you're on the Patreon, you want to subscribe to, uh, Will and I's text messages back to each back and forth to each other this week about this, like, it was a lot of like, what the fuck are we just watching? <laughs> um, and it's not that the matches were bad, you know, and, but no, but they, they hyped up this is going to be a, a tournament we're going to see on TV. But then, you know, you, you drop your shekels, as Matt would say. You know, he likes shekels. Yeah. You drop some shekels to Sinclair to get this iPay-Per-View, and it's like, I'm going to get all this for free on TV. Next, yeah. With the uh, exception of three, three matches? Yeah. Good three matches, but yeah. Um, so, so I was like, we got through the first round, and I'm like... And then when they started a quarterfinal match, I'm like, Tom, are they giving us this whole fucking <laughs> tournament now? Yeah. Listen. Like, am I, have, have we been bamboos? It was a long, it was a three and a half hour show. It's 340. Yeah, almost four hours. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, yes, if you want to get in on these text message threads uh, between Will and I and Will and I and Brundon, uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Um. Yeah, it, it was hilarious. So, uh, yeah, it's so we're going to basically skip those because otherwise we're not going to have much to talk about. We do have um, we do have Manhattan Mayhem uh, coming up next week along with TV. 
Uh, but we're going to skip to the first non-tournament match here, Will. And uh, this was a pleasant surprise. Um, I would actually like to see these guys run it back, you know, like maybe five years later. Uh, but we got Adam Page versus Kushida. Uh, that was awesome. You know, it was Kushida's debut in uh, Ring of Honor. Of course, they're going to de- him, debut him on a pay-per-view in Toronto. Uh, that's all about a heavyweight tournament match, but it is what it is. Um, but they did announce, though, that, uh, Will, that I don't know if you caught this or not, but Adam Page is now officially signed to Ring of Honor. Yes. I feel like they said that on TV a couple weeks ago. Uh, they might have. I might have missed it. So, um, and that him, him and Stylus got their contracts roughly the same. Okay. Around the same time. Um, hopefully, future guest of uh, this show, Mr. Silas Young, one of these days. So, yeah, Kushida. Uh, you know, they're putting him over. You know, time splitters, Im- impact uh, tag champ. Yeah. Junior yeah. heavyweight. Uh, junior heavyweight. Junior heavyweight tag champ over in uh, in Japan. Yeah, and uh, you know, with uh, supposedly Ring of Honor ramping up the tag team division, which we do see a returning tag team later on in this show. Um, they do mention on there that maybe the time splitters will be coming to Ring of Honor. That'd be neat. Yeah, that would be awesome. So we know you don't. I know you don't like Alex Shelley, but for for no apparent. Well, it's funny you put Alex Shelley in the time splitters. Love him. Put him with Chris Saban. Can't stand. I, I, there is absolutely. It's because you're. It's because you're a Kushida mark. Could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that, I definitely am a Kushida mark. So. Um, Tom can't see it, but I'm pointing at my hand right now. <laughs> uh, but Doc and Zach of uh, the Doom Cup, uh, to, uh, the inaugural Doom Cup winners, uh, Country Air. I know uh, the Motor City Machine Guns are two of your favorites, so uh, don't hate me for this. So, But uh, maybe we should track down a, a Motor City Machine Gun uh, match and get those guys back on. So, um, But yeah, awesome match. Um, you know, great effort from Paige. You know, but we get basically that really sweet corkscrew dive from Kushida for the win. And then we get a quote of honor on that. You know, this is definitely one of those matches where I just, I didn't put, take a lot of notes. Because uh, it's just fun to watch. I, I was just glad to see, you know, these two together. So, uh, Will, do you have any uh, comments on this match? I do not. You, okay. you had said that there's an interesting opponent for Adam Page. And, and I, uh, I definitely w- would not have put money on it being Kushida. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. You know, because I was like, okay, more championship match. And then, see, and that's why I said it was the curtain jerker. So I'm assuming because we just had the two, you know, I'm like, okay. Um, oh, no, they had the, the they had the three, uh, three matches. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, maybe this is, so those two, three matches here, they'll put it on TV. Because they were, like I said, with all those matches, they were doing like the commercial breaks. Uh, they were talking about, you know, all the kind of TV kind of stuff. They even put the TV intro in before this match. Um, it's just fucking weird. Um, you know, so I was thinking at that point, I'm like, okay, maybe just those three matches and then we're going to go to an actual pay. But I was wrong. Um, but I do want, I know we're going to kind of go more in depth when it's on TV. Uh, and listen, we were going to skip this, but I do want to shout out next was uh, Ciampa versus Silas. I will just say that these two d- did deliver. Uh, but we will definitely go more in depth uh, when the time comes. So, um, Will next was uh, the adrenaline rush. Obviously, ACH ACH pulled double duty here because he had yes. a match earlier against Machine Gun. 
Um, you, to look at the guy, you wouldn't have guessed it. Um, I mean, obviously, fucking ACH is a fucking cardio guy. Uh, but yeah, our journal and rush uh, versus uh, Caprice and, and Cedric CNC uh, versus the Bucks of Youth. So the young Bucks have returned, and uh, we've got Artie Evans on the call here. And honestly, you know, will Artie Evans is putting over the young Bucks fucking huge. Uh, talking oh, about yeah. you know, you know, talking about they're the best tag team in the world. Uh, this, that, and the other thing. So um, I'm not too familiar with the young Bucks run in Japan. Uh, at this point, so um, yeah, I mean, Young Bucks are really good. Correct. Yeah, and they definitely showed out in the beginning of this match. Um, like we talked about earlier, ACH doing double duty. Um, and but yeah, of all the people, I mean, oh, it was cool to see Brian Kendrick. It was great to see Paul London again, but you couldn't give Cedric one of these spots. That guy is just a fucking machine, but. Um, but obviously, you get these six in a, in a match together. Uh, great chemistry, lots of spots. I'm sure Jim Cornette fucking had a corny after this match. Um, you know, I do want to uh, point out real quick at one point, Nick was going to um, do a, an over the top rope dive, but ACH grabbed his leg. Uh, then he dove over instead. So I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, but in the end, Caprice and uh, Cedric double team ACH in the corner. Uh, they're leaving him in the corner. Uh, they hit their double team finisher on Nick, but ACH does a 450 on Cedric for the one, two, three. Um, like I like to do, Will, I bogarted most of that real quick here. Uh, but any other thoughts on how awesome this match was? No, I mean, it was tons of fun. You, I mean, you, you get these teams in, had a really dynamic ending. You know, you get a little chippy because it's like, oh, you kind of, you kind of snole that from uh from us. But I mean, ACH, they're they're putting a lot of eggs in that basket, so yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, I could watch these four go all the time, but we really need to get CNC and Adrenaline Rush away from each other. Um, you know, they just wrestle each other all the fucking time. So, um. But, Will, uh, we're going to go to our main event, which was not a championship. Well, it was a championship match, but it was not a world title eliminator uh, match. But it was uh, the American Wolves going oh. against the newly uh, crowned forever hooligans, uh, the current, at this time, IWGP junior ha- uh, tag team champions. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, the forever hooligans come out to some songs. And I don't know it's if a, you know. It's a- rematch right because they didn't the hooligans uh-huh. beat the wolves on tv yeah a couple weeks ago um well, actually a couple months ago um but will i'm not sure if you're aware of this but you are aware that rocky's like actually a hell of a musician right yes okay um, I'm his, assuming- his, the theme he's using now slaps yeah the one i really liked i've only heard a couple times but uh, when it was uh, Rapungi 3K was showing yo, um, that intro song was a fucking banger. I've only heard it a couple times, but uh, yeah, this is another good one that came out too. You know, and Romero and uh, Dave Richards, I guess, were former tag team partners. Uh, and I bet you that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, the, I, those two I could see actually really putting being a great team. So, and uh, but there's a spot early in the match where Romero's Megan, you know, begs Richards. 
Um, you know, not to, to kick him or anything. And, uh, you know, David Richards does let up, but then, you know, uh, Romero uh, makes him pay. But then David Richards does it, but he's kissing his boots. Is that a little over the top or is it just me? I mean, the the concept of the forever hooligans is a little over the top, right? Yeah, that's true. And they're they're playing up right that Davy's got history with Rocky. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, maybe I was reading too much into it, but uh, um, but there's one point though where Kozlov did that goddamn surfboard and the ropes on Edwards. I had never seen that before. Um, obviously, you know that's an illegal move because it's in the ropes. But goddamn, that was awesome. Um, but you know, Davey Richards, you know, healing it up, but I forgot we are in Canada and obviously Canada does love there's themselves some, some Davey Richards. Um, Canadian you know, Davey Richards is a whole other animal. Yeah. Uh, wolves, animal. I see what you did there. Well, huh? Oh. You know, even at one point, listen, you know, Rocky was going for the tag and Davey, you know, not Kozlov off the, off the ropes, but, uh, um, and then uh, Davey starts doing some yes kicks, and then the crowd starts going yes, and he loses his shit. He's like, no, these are my kicks, blah, 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 blah. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and we saw this last time when uh, the Forever Hooligans beat Red Dragon. Uh, those Casa kicks uh, from Kozlov are fucking great. Um, you know, and then uh, the Forever Hooligans do a, a sweet for uh, uh, Doomsday with a knee. thought that was a lot of fun. Um, Richard's going up for the top rope. He's going to do a double stomp on Rocky's face, and the crowd's losing their shit. Uh, right, the, the the Paul London spot where it's like he yeah. may or may not have really fucked up Paul London. You know, so he's leaning into that, but uh, he gets knocked off. So, uh, But, yeah, Kozlov gets Richards on his shoulders from the top rope. Uh, Rocky does the head scissors um, into Kozlov, uh, 450 from Rocky, but he survive, uh, Richard survives. <laughs> Um, but at that point, uh, the Wolves had a double, uh, double, double stomp as Edwards and Richards both do it. Um, and then they hit the top rope lung blower and the Wolves win, Will. Um, how do you feel about the Forever Hooligans being transitional champions? I don't understand why. I don't understand why we need to do that. When I feel like the obvious answer, right, is Red Dragon losing to the Wolves. Their their name is a jab at Davy Richards. Yeah. I mean, other than obviously, Kyle or uh, Bobby Fish doesn't go to Canada. But uh, uh, we we said we'll give the benefit of the doubt, right? When they lost to the Forever Hooligans, we're like, well, how long are they going to be around? How much are we going to see of them? Well, now we know. We, we, we saw it. We we get a defense. A great defense. Great match. Um, but as we said, a match that was already on TV that went the other way. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think David Richards is actually not allowed in Canada. But then just you know, don't have a tag team championship match here again. You know, they did it on one. I, I don't like this. I mean, maybe just because I'm a Rocky Romero mark, I do like the Forever Hooligans. Uh, don't get me wrong, I do like the American Wolves, but yeah, I'm not a fan of this transitional championship. 
Um, yeah. Love the match. Yeah, I'm, Didn't let the result. I'm not thrilled about it. I feel like if we were going to put these belts on these guys, we should have got a little more mileage out of that. Yeah. That title win. I mean, you don't ever want to see a champ drop their belt on their first events anyway, but. Yeah, this is New Japan, so I mean. <sighs> but, you know, like I said, and I, I don't want to take away from the match. It was a great match, but. Oh, well. Um, but, uh, Will, how would you feel if uh, you had uh, busted out all your shekels to buy All-Star Extravaganza and then uh, find out it's all going to be on TV later? I probably like, wouldn't buy another Ring of Honor show. Yeah, I like. I wonder if they advertise that ahead of time. I mean, the, the Road Rage episodes are bad enough, but then to be like, we're going to get this whole tournament, it's all going to be on TV, and then to watch... I'll start extravaganza and be like, I'm going to get like the entire first round of the tournament plus a quarterfinal match. So was this actually like a, a technically quote unquote, I pay-per-view though, too. I mean, they do put some like quote unquote house shows on like the house of hoopla. So I wonder if this is just really just like not necessarily a taping, but you know, like one of those kind of house shows, maybe. I don't know because. I'll start extravaganza is a show they do every year. Yeah. Yeah, if if they didn't tell people ahead of time that you know this is what it was going to be, that's really that's really that's, that's really shitty pool, for sure. So, so yeah, I that would have like I said after being kind of like having my ass chat by the road rage episodes where again it's like oh here's a couple matches but it's like oh well I paid money for this and you're going to show half two thirds of the card on TV for free, yeah. including potentially the main event. Yeah, and then to sit down and watch this and like I, you know, like the text message just said, are they giving us the whole fucking tournament right now? Yeah, and, and not we're the not... whole thing, but uh, you know, a solid, solid chunk. You know, I we said this went three three forty. You know, so even if you just say this was three hours of Ring of Honor TV. I mean, we'll say at least four. How more? How more? Because you know they're gonna like shop other stuff in. They'll shop, you know, some comments in off some inside Ring of Honors or whatever, and they gotta have room for all the. Well, and and now they now and whatever else commercials, but. And now they mentioned that the um, the final four is actually Death Before Dishonor. I thought it was all supposed to be on TV, so but now the last three matches are going to be on a pay per view. So, you know, and, and, so, and everyone, we're not trying to be negative here. Um, you know, we obviously do Ring of Honor. We we spend a lot of time, you know, trying to put this product over, but it's bad. It's been bad. It's an ex- It was an extreme, for me, it was an extremely disappointing show, knowing that, in essence, we're going to have to watch all of this again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but lucky for me, I just will have to add a couple notes. So it'll it'll be an easy watch just on double speed. So, um, yeah, it just you know if they hadn't put, I don't know, it is what it is. Uh, the three matches that weren't you know tournament matches were great. You know, hopefully we do get to see the time splitters. Uh, it does look like the young bucks will be you know here more often. You know, so maybe they do finally 
quote unquote ramp up the tag team division. You know, it's been fucking languishing for the better part. I hate to say it, Will, but it's been languishing really since wrestling's greatest tag team left. Obviously, we love Reed yeah. Dragon. Obviously, we love the Briscoes. Um, they never. But again, put- they they need to commit, right? Like they need if they're going to say, you know, we're going to push this with tag team wrestling. Push the tag teams. Yeah, and with all this going on, they couldn't put the straps on CNC. You know, like I don't hate. Um, yeah, you know, there's no. I don't know. We also have a TV champion who's not even really being featured on TV. We see him in this tournament, so he'll be on TV in that way. But it's like you have a TV title not being shown on TV. You've got tag titles that are supposed to be the focus of your show, but you're just kind of hot potatoing them around. What are they doing? I don't know. Hopefully they they read the ship soon. Um, it's tough for me because I know what the final is and the result of all this. Um, but just from, yeah, from life. But I don't know. You know, we'll be here every week. You know, uh, we'll still be giving everyone in-depth analysis of Ring of Honor TV. Uh, it might take us an hour to get to that point. Uh but Will and I like to pontificate on things not Ring of Honor. Uh, but obviously, we want to sh- uh, thank everybody uh, that sent out your questions. So, Rob, hopefully, we did uh, did your Roderick Strong qu- Roderick Strong question uh, good enough. Um, Eric, hopefully, we did thank you again for your question. And SJ, and obviously, Brundon for every week. So, uh, hopefully, you did stay tuned uh, a little bit after we answered your question, Brundon. But uh, I don't know, Will. Is there anything else you want to mention here before we pull a train into the proverbial station, as the kids like to say? Nope. Just the usual suspects. Thanks, Brendan, the third man, Visionaries Global Media for hosting the show, Shining Wizards Network for picking us up, uh, our spouses for, I don't know so if I want to say encouraging, <laughs> this, uh, this, 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 uh, this runaway train. Well, neither, but, uh, of us, neither of us will be sleeping on the couch because of the podcast. Correct. Knock on wood. And, uh, you know, thank Tom. Oh, thank you. I mean, Tom, well, I mean. Tom, Tom does all the hard work. I, you're welcome, Will. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's been fun. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, we're 86 episodes in here, Will. So, I mean, you know, it's been fun. I appreciate you doing this with me every week, so. Yeah, it's better than some of my other podcasts, but that's a, a story for another time. So, so hope everyone in, had some fun with this episode. Um, you know, make sure you check out Main Event Spectacles if you have not. Yep. There are free free places to watch it. I uh, just want to make sure that you got a good antivirus or something like that, just in case. <laughs> um, and make sure you know some Japanese. You could watch some all-star extravaganza, you know, if you, you want to kind of watch ahead for uh, the podcast. And next week we've got uh, Manhattan Mayhem. Yeah. And the first episode of Ring of Honor TV. So we will see what of this tournament is being uh, kind of shimmied out. And what? Started out with. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and listen, I don't want to, you know, be a, a Debbie Donner. There were, I mean, a few really good matches 
Um, I do want to shout out, obviously, I was really excited for Silas and Ciampa. That match definitely delivered. Um, Paul London and Michael Elgin, obviously, they're very high on Michael Elgin here. Uh, but him and Paul London were great running mates. Um, so I thought that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, th- there are good matches. We're just bummed that it was on a quote-unquote pay-per-view. But other than that, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, think, but uh, thank you, high-fivers. Uh, like Ch- Will said, um, happy birthday, Diesel. I know this is coming out a couple weeks after, a couple days after your birthday. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk to everybody next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.